So that's no more, okay? Is that it? One for one, is it? Okay. Unless we're going to have an open podcast relationship. <laughs> I ain't going no venue with car keys, thank you. Not my thing. <laughs> do they still do that? What's that? Is that still a thing? The car key jar? Car keys? In the- yeah, of course it is. Do they? Yeah, everyone in Essex loves that sort of thing. My car keys are just like a massive bunch of key rings and a car key and a house key and a back door, back door key. <laughs> <laughs> I would suggest to you that having a back door key might not be appropriate to throw into the bowl. Just a car key. That's all you need. Oh, you can imagine it, couldn't you? Like old rusty key. <laughs> <laughs> That's my back door key, darling. Let's go. Shall we? Yes. Let's, let's do it. I am Malcolm Childs. And I am James Giffins. And we are Just Making Conversation. The show where we discuss the ins and outs of the model making hobby that we both love so much. From the greasy sprues to the gloss coats and everything in between, we are going to just make conversation. Remember, there are other podcasts you can listen to. Plastic Model Mojo. The Scale Model Podcast. Plastic Posse. On the Bench. Model Geeks. Sprue Cutters Union. Or you can head to modelpodcasts.com. Consider leaving a review or five stars as it promotes this podcast to more people to enjoy. Also, consider tossing a coin to us on buymeacoffee.com. It just helps us make content for you. In this special episode, we will just be making conversation about our visit to IPMS Scale Model World at Telford in the UK. We hope to share with you just how amazing it was to be back in a hall meeting and talking to fellow modelers and see the amazing work that everyone has been doing during the last 18 months, while some viruses played havoc all around the world. But of course, the highlight was meeting both our listeners. We also will be working through our thoughts about whether the lockdowns and the lack of model shows have affected our hunger for them, or the way we feed our habits after such a long, cold turkey. A big thank you to our supporters. Kilo, Delta, Papa, Tim, Mark, Julian, Ray, Neil, Mike, Robert, Andrew, Drew, John, Mike, Jeff, Richard, Lynn, Gordon, and four others. Who took the time to buy me a coffee? If you would like to grind some beans for us, come join us on buymeacoffee.com. If you do show your support, why not leave a message with your name so we can give you a shout out, like we're going to do right now. We are. What messages do we get? this time we got uh, one from jeff so jeff says thanks for a great podcast season you keep me smiling whilst at the bench looking forward to the next season and here's a couple of coffees to keep you going in the interim from jeff thank you very much jeff uh, that's very kind uh, mine will be a uh, a skinny latte because i'm trying to watch my weight for christmas uh what would you like james uh I, pff, just some nice roasted beans for me that'd be lovely what, in a cup? Yeah, yeah, that'll do. I can chew them on the way home. <laughs> Gosh. Does that work? Can you do that? Yeah, you can eat You can eat coffee beans. You'd be nuts. But, I mean, can you eat them like like you can, like, like sweets? Yeah, you can actually have coffee beans that are covered in chocolate. But I've never heard that before. It's bit, it's bit of chocolate, but, yeah, you can do. I bet it is. Mm-hmm. 
Any other messages? Our, our other message was from Tim. Knock, knock a spotting. No, knock a spotting. No, not that kind. Door knockers. Yeah, that, that's it. Door knockers. Thank you, Tim. Which has left Malcolm completely baffled. No, no, I, I door knockers is always funny. <laughs> Thank you very much, Tim, for uh, leaving a message as instructed. That's awesome. Thank you very indeed. much, indeed, for being a, a fan. When we were at Telford, uh, I put a couple of videos out saying that if you come and found us, made us laugh, there was a prize. Yeah, and people did get prizes, didn't they? They they, they got did. handed prizes even if they didn't make us laugh. <laughs> yes, but they did, yes, they, they did. They did. Um, I didn't. I didn't run after anyone though. In fairness, I didn't go. Oh, come on, come back for your prize. No, no. People were like, "Oh, that's awesome! Thanks!" And then carried on talking. So it was really cool, though, wasn't it? Meeting people that we didn't know, but they knew us. They recognised our voice and they enjoyed our content, and that was great. I mm. was bowled over and and inspired to do more. To be honest with you, indeed. But I do owe an apology. Oh, what what did you do? Well, no, I didn't do anything specifically. It's just that I normally go really, really organised for these sort of things because um, uh, I, I I do all the social media stuff, and you'd think I would have figured it myself, but. It wasn't until halfway through day two that I suddenly thought to myself, why didn't we take pictures with people so we can share the fact that these people joined us and, and remember to write down people's names because I'm hopeless at remembering names. Um, so if I, I did try to write down as many names as I could remember and I did put a post up saying thank you to you specifically, but if I missed your name for some reason, uh, probably because of my uh, really bad memory, I apologise profusely, and I will endeavour to do better. I sent you um, messages, and I said I just spoke to this human being called this, and and um, and then you, I guess you collated them into a list, which is which is kind. Yes, it's life, you know, it happens. Don't worry about it. Yes, but yeah, we do appreciate it. Every single person that come up to us, it was it was great, awesome, love it, and and the the, the tales of where you listen to your pod uh, to the podcast, uh, and. What effect that has on you is uh, awesome as well, dude. We we spoke to to three hundred people that weekend. What are we talking about today, anyway? Because I've forgotten now. Yeah, Telford is where Scale Model World is held in the United Kingdom, and that's the International Plastic Model Society's main show. It's what we call the Nationals. Isn't the it? Nationals, massive show, absolutely massive. Thousands of people go. Hundreds of clubs go, almost hundreds of traders. It's a fantastic two days. Uh, set up is on a Friday for everybody. And then uh, Saturday and Sunday, the, the public pour in. IPMS members and so do the press. There's a lot of press there today, this weekend. It was uh, awesome on the Sunday because we had the Remembrance Parade up there. We had the last post played. And veterans were up there on the balcony, did their thing, which was absolutely brilliant. It was very moving always. And the big round of applause that swept across the halls was was wonderful. Yeah, the two minutes of complete silence in the halls is deafening in itself, isn't it? It really is quite very poignant. What's interesting is it's so quiet, you can actually hear the turntables on the... You can hear the whirring of the gears on the tables, but not on our table. I made sure they were all off. You weren't that person with a phone that made any noise either. So well done. No, well, it, that happens. You know, oh, yeah. human beings make mistakes and they leave their phones on or people forget. And The other thing that happens at Telford is, of course, they have the competition. 
Yeah. So they bring their their models in. Uh, sometimes they bring them in on the Friday in the setup time. Uh, but normally most of them all will arrive on the Saturday morning nice and early. Yep, it's pre-booked, isn't it? Pre-booked. All pre-booked, pre-entered. So all you do is tell the guys who you are. They tick you off. Or I don't want to say tick you off. They tick you off the sheet and send you to where you need to go, where your class of build is going to be placed. Uh, you go and place it on the table and then go away and start biting your nails or looking for things to take your mind off it. How long did you spend going around the competition? The competition, i got to be honest, this year was very different for me. I didn't spend an awful lot of time out and about. I walked around the competition area, but I didn't spend an awful lot of time looking at all the competition entries. Normally what I'd do is I would take loads and loads of pictures of all the competition entries and also all the table displays, etc., etc. But I didn't this year. It was a, a conscious decision on my part. There were a lot of other people there doing a similar sort of thing, and I thought this year I wouldn't do it. I would let it go by. I took a few pictures that some of the models were, were fantastic. Yeah, I'm the, kind of the same. I kind of t- took the leisurely uh, approach because of COVID and the lockdown, the restrictions, and it didn't feel right to just kind of stress myself out with with having um, to take loads of photographs and, and things like that. Mm. And I really just, in, uh, as soon as I got there, I just wanted to enjoy it as it was. You know, it was a big, massive mm. meetup for fellow nerds, I felt. That's probably why we didn't take many pictures of people who came up to see us, because... Oh, we were too busy talking two large halls absolutely huge halls usually it's three uh slightly smaller show but it didn't feel like a smaller show it didn't feel as busy as previously there was much more space which i quite liked Mm. i I, I didn't feel trapped i didn't feel claustrophobic i didn't feel like i was having to queue up i didn't feel shoulder to shoulder to anyone like you have done in previous years and Mm. some some traders who were very popular you kind of bustle in to try and get into places Mm. Especially someone as big as me, knocking people over. That didn't happen this time, which is nice. Uh, and also meant that I got around and, and spent some time just kind of wandering about the tables, mm. which is good. And the food was good too. Yay. Yeah. I, I had pie and mash one lunchtime. Yeah. As usual, the organization from the, the uh, IPMS guys was great. Everything ran smoothly. Everything was planned and no issues that I was aware of anyway. Not one complaint at all. Every single thing I did that weekend that had anything to do with the IPMS organization was absolutely solid. Mm-hmm. They couldn't have been better. I wouldn't, I couldn't give any feedback at all. The hill was a bit rubbish when you're trying to walk <laughs> up the ramp with a load of boxes, but honestly, there's not much more they could do apart from carrying my boxes for me. Anything I asked, could they do? They did with a smile. Well done them. Well done them. Competition area was also squeezed into one of the halls, which isn't the normal place for it. It's normally on... Uh, a mezzanine, mezzanine, mezzanine level. Unusual in in a way to have the competition area down there because the one thing I did find from that was that obviously when you're in the area they normally use, it's it's a lot quieter because you haven't got the the hustle and bustle of the hall and everything that's going on. I don't think they took anything away from it at all. It was noticeable. The the way I can qualify that it was normally when you walk around uh, the competition area or in my experience at that, that this particular show, is that people talk very, very quietly like they're at church. You know, don't let anyone hear me talking. Oh. Whereas this time it was, obviously they had to raise their voice a little bit so they could be heard for the person with them. Um, so I heard lots of little snippets of conversations that I wouldn't normally hear. Oh, I see. If you entertained something this year and you wanted feedback, 
this year was the year to get it because you couldn't help but hear people's opinions, people's, um, oh, I like the way they've done that bit of weathering, or I like the way they've used pigment on that particular thing, or, oh, that doesn't look very good. Sometimes happens. I remember you were talking about this before when we were talking about model shows and competitions. And you were saying that you hang around and kind of put your shell-like out so you could hear what people were saying about your, your models. So I guess this would have been in the place to, to earwig. The competition itself, I didn't go and see the competition area until quite late into the Sunday. So I don't know if many models have been taken out um, because some people do take their, their models early. Uh, to go home etc but obviously you've got none of the international or fewer of the international entries that would have come uh, with the international guys uh, group tables and and, and other people like that it was it felt smaller I'm sure it probably was and the only the only downside that I thought was that the models on the on the display table felt a little bit closer than normal that's how I interpreted it as I walked around but as I was as I was digesting what I'd seen as later on in the day, I was thinking to myself, I don't know if that's true or not. I, I don't know if it was a bigger area or a smaller area. I, I, I can't get my head around it because maybe it was just a perception in my head and it wasn't actually anything different to what it would have been up on the other, other level. The other thing in which I noticed as well was the lighting. Now, the lighting upstairs... So some areas are, are, aren't good and some areas are okay. They have a fake ceiling, don't they? Yeah. With just a little tiny spotlight. It's not dark, but I know what you mean. No, 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 no. But if it's a nice, bright day outside, you've got the whole of the front of the building, which is glass. And if it's a dank, horrible day, it, the lighting's very, very different. So, yeah, I noticed the lighting was different to how it's been in previous years. Whether that was a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. I, I, I don't really have a, a full-on opinion about it, but there was a definite difference definite there was less shadows in that place but god the the quality the 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 level of stuff that was going on there i mean people obviously were were very busy at at lockdown um, very busy creating some amazing things Mm. i really enjoyed going around the competition i really did and they're all very inspiring as well absolutely i mean I, i i i was astonished by some of the builds uh i'm thinking in particular about the normandy street scene uh, which, when I say street scene, it was it was more like a village scene, wasn't it? It was <laughs> yes. a, a real big chunk of of a street with a church and and numerous buildings. I mean, it, I think it was at least about seven feet long, ish, yep. maybe. Yeah. Did it did it win anything? Did it place? Do you know? I, I I'm not sure. I don't think it did. I didn't see anything next to it. Normally, when they they place and get something, they get a little card to say that they've won something and what they won. I didn't go around the competition when they placed and stuff, so I didn't see. But in fairness, there was no room on the table for a card um, because it was so big. So yeah. it, it might have. And if anyone knows, let me know because I would love to know. It was very, very, very good. I did take some pictures of that particular model, which I will put up. Yeah, very well done to whoever made that. And I'm sorry, I don't know who it is, so I can't give you a shout out. Yeah, it's beautiful. Wonderful, wonderful stuff to see. What about all the other model clubs? What do you think of those displays? As usual, top notch. Very different uh, ideas. <laughs> the one that tickled me the most, I think, was the rivet counter one. Did you see that? No, I don't think I did. Who was that? There was uh, a build of a Lancaster that had been that was on a table, and then the figures all had hooded cloaks on. Right. 
and it said it was the uh, Rivet Counters Association or something like that meeting. Yeah, it just made me chuckle. It's the, the normal comment towards Rivet Counters. But yeah, it was it was very cleverly done. Uh, it's just so much though, isn't it? You'd spend an entire day walking up and down the hall, wandering in and out. I had this conversation with one of one of our listeners. I think it was on the Sunday. And I pre-warned you that I wouldn't remember your name. But um, in that conversation, we were saying that it was his first experience. I'm going to give you a clue who it is. This is the gentleman that came all the way from Jersey. A talented modeler. I can say talented because what I'll allude to later. We were talking and we were saying that, you know, it was his first experience of such a big show. He'd come all the way from Jersey, obviously in Jersey, smaller community, don't have uh, shows like this. His words, not mine. And he was in awe at the, of the, the size of, of venue, the size of, of the halls, what was on offer, et cetera, et cetera. I remarked to him and said, oh, I, I totally get that. I had exactly the same experience when I first went to the show and I had that repeated when I took one of my best friends with me to go to the show. And it's amazing to watch somebody. It is so like taking a child into a toy shop and going have a look at the toys you know and there's owls and owls like a like an old toys R us and it's just awestruck he, he said and i said to him don't worry how many times you go around the hall it doesn't matter how many days you're there you will not see everything because there's just so much yeah there's a lot there which is grand and also while i'm saying that um congratulations to that gentleman who won a gold in the competition uh his first entry into a show and he won a gold no we don't know his name. Can't remember his name. I'm really annoyed with myself for not being able to remember his name. If you see in the show notes your name, uh, it's because I found you. <laughs> well done that, man. It was awesome catching up with people and especially talking to the listeners and their funny funny experiences of, of listening to us in strange places, the reactions that that causes. So if uh, you're listening to this and we're causing any problem or harm, there is a disclaimer, it's not our fault. <laughs> I can tell you about one that I heard, a guy who listens to us in bed. Mm-hmm. I won't mention his name, but he listens to us in bed. He said that his wife's asleep next to him. Now, I don't know whether he, he listens to us in bed because he can't sleep very well and it's the perfect cure, but he said that he was laughing, jiggling up and down as he, he, he was giggling to himself, trying to keep quiet from his wife. But his wife could feel the movements. She rolled over asking what the hell he was doing because she was trying to sleep. There were lots of little stories in which we've heard during the weekend about how you listen to the podcast where people have been... Uh, running through the woods and laughing out loud and being caught. People in in the bus, everyone turning around and and staring at him. Yes, uh, thanks for sharing those with us. It's nice to know where you're listening to us and also the reactions. Yeah, that's quite funny. Thank you. (laughs) Really, really appreciate it. It It makes us want to make more. Making you chuckle. Malcolm, the question is, do you think the the, the reduction in modelers changed the atmosphere and the behaviour of the people visiting yeah i do uh, behavior perhaps uh, i mean people had more time for each other i had longer conversations with about all sorts of different things that i probably wouldn't have had before there were people that i had said oh, i'm really sorry i'm really enjoying our chat but i have to go back to this person because i said i would but i, I certainly had more conversations than, than normal and that's a good thing behavior wise I mean, people get rattled when there's lots of people around and, and they get frustrated, I suppose. But uh-huh. I didn't have to queue for food. <laughs> uh, that, that rattles me. <laughs> when I'm hungry and I get, to the, I get to the place where they make the food and there's a queue. Now, I went straight up to the pie and there it was. Um, and I was able to have my pie and gravy and mash and I was a happy boy. And I had a seat as well. There was uh, not a problem at all. I liked the fact there was loads of uh-huh. space. I liked the fact that it was, it was quieter. 
for the traders, I don't know if you noticed, but there was a lot of emptying shelves by the Sunday afternoon. There was. I, th- I think I think that from a trader's point of view, they were probably anticipating a lower amount of footfall, potential sales, except everyone that I spoke to of the traders said that they, there were less people than they normally would have, but more than what they were expecting. So their anticipation was already better. All said they were yeah. blown away by the amount of purchases a single person was making. So there was a definite change in behavior with the way people were buying things. How do you feel it was different then? There was a little bit more elbow room, a little bit more time to peruse. In previous years gone by, when you go into a particular area where there's a, a trader, it's almost like trying to push through to the front to be able to see what there is. And once you're looking at that section, you can't really move along because someone's looking at the next section, which is quite difficult. Whereas I don't think it was that bad what I experienced anyway. So I think it was a lot more time to study what was there rather than scan what was there. So I think people were finding things maybe in other years, unless something jumps out and they just buy what they've got in their mind. If there's less people, they would be less pressured to buy things and paper. That's why people did buy more things. I don't know. Absolutely. Uh, And like you say, I was quite staggered. Early morning Sunday, it was even Saturday night as we were heading out the door, throwing us out and turning the lights off. That there were there were a good few traders that seemed like a little bit like a, a trolley dash had happened, and someone had just come through with a trolley and just picked anything up to throw into the trolley, and there were gaps everywhere. <laughs> yeah, the stand that was next to us, Collector Kit, he certainly has lots of gaps on his stand, and I think by Sunday they've recollated and, and perhaps added more stock in or just tidied that up a bit. But yeah, they they were looking uh, bare almost. So I, I hope that the traders had a great time and uh, it was worth their while. Certainly the traders that I spoke to were saying the same thing. It was, it was quieter, but there were more purchases. A lot of people were saying that it was fantastic to be back. Yes. And meeting their friends again uh, out and about. And, and a lot of people had masks on. Yeah, you know, I don't want to talk about that whole thing, but all of the uh, requirements that were requested of you, and there was no complaining or moaning about it either. Not that I saw. It was all good. Well done, all. I'd, I'd do it again. Let's do it again next year. Oh yes, definitely be there next year. You have to book your hotel room. I I have booked the room already. Done. Oh, where are we staying? Yes, it is. At, uh, it's about fifteen <laughs> minutes away. Okay. Oh, <laughs> have you booked me a room, or is it a double room this time? Uh, I well, I um I, I've booked you an area. I'm not sure you call it a room. Oh, booked me steerage. <laughs> How did you feel about the the hotel that you were staying at? I, I I'm going to mention it. The room itself, lovely. Can't complain in one bit or other. It was absolutely lovely. It's a fairly new hotel, very close to the exhibition centre. For location, 100% loved it. I wasn't very impressed with the fact it was uphill when I was going back to the room. But I must say on the Sunday when I was carrying everything out of the room, the fact it was downhill was very handy because <laughs> I'm not sure I would have gone uphill. So, yeah, swings and roundabouts. But, yeah, generally speaking, the hotel itself was fine. I thought it was worth the money, good value for money, in fact. A little bit depressed at the fact that if you wanted breakfast, it came in a box. I didn't get to come in any boxes all weekend. No, I, I didn't either. But, yeah, it's a shame that, yeah, it is in the centre of Telford. It is... Within such a short distance, there is the sacrifice you have to make of obviously everything around you, like restaurants, nightclubs, pubs, or that's all that sort of attractional stuff that you would go to a city centre for. So I got I got disturbed a couple of times 
Um, on the first evening, it was quite entertaining, although it went on for quite a long time. But the second evening, it wasn't quite so entertaining. Are you talking about the locals? The local people kicking out of the um, nightclub stroke, pub stroke, music venue, whatever, in the in the small hours of the morning, you know, throwing their handbags at each other and all of, all of the joys that sometimes happens. I stayed in the same hotel as you. You did. And I had a lovely sleep because I was staying on the other side of the hotel that has a lake view. Mm-hmm. So I didn't hear any of the debacle or, or the uh, rowdiness that the Telford Townies <laughs> <laughs> can produce. So I slept like a baby. The parking situation is what I was happy with. Everything else was fine. Didn't like the parking situation. Mm. Having to park a good walk away just when you're carrying stuff wasn't great. Yeah. But, you know, it's fine. It was fine. All worked out in the end. I will be booking as soon as possible. It was very close to Pizza Express, which is, which is fantastic because uh, I like Pizza Express. Thank you, Pizza Express in Telford, for making my friend's evening. <laughs> it's always a good idea to tell Pizza Express that it's your birthday because yes. they'll give you some cake. And they didn't charge us for that cake looking at the receipt here. No. Ah, it actually is my birthday coming up, so I don't feel too bad. <laughs> Do you remember the website you need to go to give your opinions on Pizza Express? It was a, quite a catchy little website from what I recall. Howdidwedo.com. Yes. I think that's good. We need something as clever and funny as that. Uh, I'll make it part of my Telford experience, I think. Go for the Badana. It's the best thing there. Yeah, don't order the wrong pizza, though. Make sure you go into Pizza Express knowing fully what it is you want to order. Why? And be confident. Why? Well, you wouldn't want to order a calzone and get something completely different because that's not what you ordered. We didn't order a calzone, did we? (laughs) We ordered the wrong fucking pizza, didn't we? I said, oh, you've got to try one of these. It's really good. And imagine a cooked pizza, and then they fold it over in half, and then they cook it again, and it comes out like a pasty. Imagine a pasty pizza. That's what we're going to have tonight. And what came out was the wrong pizza, because they ordered the wrong bloody thing. It was just a regular pizza with pepperoni on it. <laughs> uh, and it tasted really nice. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a problem. <laughs> got completely off track. So the other question is, is that um, using Telford as your measuring stick, do you think it's going to have an effect on on the upcoming uh, shows next year, or do you think it's just going to plateau out and just be back to how it was? What, what are your thoughts? I think it'll take a, another couple of years. It won't get back to what it was before. The people, lots of people, very poorly or have gotten very poorly from COVID, uh, especially the older population. Mm. Let's be honest, there's a lot of older people that do scam modeling. And it's hit the hobby hard, I guess, in, in that respect. I think that yeah, a lot of things could be learned, certainly from Telford, in the fact that you can hold a large event and still be safe and uh, minimize mm. the. Uh, risk of transmission you know there's lots of signs they were saying wash your hands don't get too close they kept they kept mm. saying over the tannoy didn't they you know keep your distance from everyone especially mr skiffins yes went down anywhere near him in all seriousness i think that he was done very well and i think that other shows should certainly go ahead and, and take from their book now of course they were doing the covid passport so as long as you had a covid free no. uh passport to say that you had not had covid in the last 30 days so I felt quite safe there. I think that uh, it, the future is bright. Uh, what, what about you? What do you think? Before I went, I was a little concerned um, to the point where I was considering not going. But if I'm honest, it wasn't actually to do with um, the restrictions as such. It was more to do with how the show would be affected. Right. 
And would it give me a negative vibe for my future experiences? And that's what I wanted to avoid. Out of everything that happened, that's the one thing that I can categorically say did not have any issue with me whatsoever is that yes it was different yes there were things that like you were saying a bit more space and all that sort of stuff all of those things and it gave me the same thrill and expectation and enthusiasm that I always get from the show so it didn't affect any of that and that was my main concern was that mm. I would come away going well it wasn't really a good show was it <laughs> but all the traders did an exceptional job um, they had lots on offer. Yep. There was a good mix of traders. There was a good mix of inspirational kits. And the other thing in which I, I really want to say thank you to the traders for, really, business generally over this time have lost income. We all totally appreciate that and get it. But nobody that I saw had gone and stuffed up their prices. I know kits have gone up in value to buy in, etc., because that the you know the shortage of plastic, the the supply issues, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Lots of different things com- have combined to to make general prices increase. The traders haven't gone mad. Yeah, I, I agree. I didn't notice that either. I thought the prices were reasonable on all all of the stands that I saw. Speaking speaking of reasonable prices, what did you buy? Oh, um, yes. The first thing I got was a couple of magazines, which I didn't actually pay for. They were free. They were the Cross and Cockade International. It's easy for you to say. It is, yes. I'm glad I didn't stumble over that because that would have been embarrassing. But they are to do with the First World War Aviational Historical Society, and they were giving away some of their quarterly journals. They were on the table next to us, weren't they? Yeah. Really nice guys. But my, my brother's really into First World War stuff. Um, oh, I see. So... I thought these would be really interesting for him. The funny part is I've had a quick flick through them and they're actually very interesting to me as well. There's a lot of reference pictures in these magazines. It is gold. Anybody that wants to be building anything First World Warish. So I'm not sure my brother will get them, unfortunately. <laughs> no, I'm joking. He will get them eventually. They're a hefty magazine as well. So congratulations on producing this quarter. I would say there's probably a good hundred pages in the, in the magazine. It, so these are First World War Aircraft Appreciation Society, is that right? Yes. Yeah, they were super super chaps. Yeah, they were great. The other thing I liked as well was in in the front cover was obviously a very nice artwork, but then the inside of the first outside cover is a, a Sopworth F1 Camel with all the, the the coloured pictures of how it would look. So it's a little bit like the the coloured call out for your your instructions very useful for the modeler which is really really cool and then on the back there's a very similar one but for a different type of aircraft yeah well it's not designed or aimed at the scale modeler is it it's aimed at the enthusiasts people who are interested in those aircraft of that time but of course that resource is perfect for scale modeler they didn't have any scale models on their table no but they said that one of their main members or or somebody was a modeler, and they you know, often did have. But if you want some inspiration, get the quarterly magazine. Because honestly, I've got pictures in here. I've got a flight log, for example, which which lists all particular planes, the numbers and when they flew, where they were flying from and to. You've got pictures of damaged aircraft, pictures of crashed aircraft, the pilots themselves. Uh, yeah, it's just endless, endless references. Really, really great. Brilliant. What else did you get? The second thing I actually went and 
I was seeked. I seeked this. I had a little mission. I, I'd been talking to uh, Darren Cook from the Models Geeks, uh, among other people. You what? You have. We had a hangout, us, us podcasters, while you were in bed. I was. Uh, <laughs> All the good podcasters were there. <laughs> Yeah, we had a conversation about figure painting, and he said he wasn't happy with his the way he did figure painting. And I suggested to him that one of the things I'd picked up at a, a show at Telford a few years back were a few seconds, if you like, of resin heads for figures. One sixteenth figures, and it's literally just a head. So when they've they've made them, the, the, it's failed in some way. There might be some imperfection of some description. Like I've got one that's got um, uh, a nostril missing, for example. Yeah. Air bubbles. Yeah, air bubble or something that's happened. So, And I said to, to Darren, I found really, really helpful getting these figures and practicing how to do heads. A Napoleon head, I believe that is, isn't it? I think it's Napoleon. It's got a massive nose. Yes, it looks like Napoleon. It, well, actually, I say that. It might, might it be Wellington. He had a big nose. He hasn't got any boots on. They're fantastic. Yeah, they're, they're not a lot of money. I've bought four different types of heads, and I've sent Darren a message and said, is there one of those that you would like to have, or a couple of them, and uh, send me a message, and I'll get them over to him so he can he can practice his figure-painting faces. Mitch's military models stand. Are very helpful, they always are. How much was the, the, the head? So it was two heads for five pounds. Wow, £2.50 for head. That's, that's very good value. Yeah, it's well worth well worth the money. It, it's one of those things in which you look at and what well, a lot of people will look at and will go, oh, I don't know, shall I, shall I? Do it. Just do it, honestly. And even to a point, uh, sometimes what happens with uh, Mitch's miniatures, model miniatures, um, he obviously makes up some for display uh to be able to sell his wares and they get damaged in transit so oh. sometimes those also go into the the tub of goodness uh which you can pick up so you i've picked up a couple of figures from him that have been damaged not costing a great deal of money but it's, it's something in which i can feel i feel happy to to practice the techniques of figure painting yeah. without having to fork out a lot of money for a figure yeah and then feel scared about approaching it because of the price yeah, yeah. No, i agree it's Absolutely. a really good way of practicing yeah a good chat with luke carswell fan of the show black rifle model works good good old luke yes and uh, i was doing so well at keeping my wallet in my pocket um until he came over and said to me did i know of a russian uh, model company and had i seen their kits now I can't pronounce it. I'm not even going to try. So I'll take a picture of it and, and show you. This will be in the notes or, or on the right. on the Instagram and Facebook page. But these are Sukhoi SU-25s, uh, UBK, and a Sukhoi SU-25K. And these kits were very cheap, if I'm honest. So 148. Hmm. Uh, one of them was uh, £17, and the other one was just over 20 So I, I said, no, I didn't know anything about this company. And... Uh, what did he said? What what was my opinion? What did I think? I said, well, let's go and have a look. Oh, okay. And in one of them, there is actually resin. There is also PE in there. Uh, well, quite a lot of decals. There are some masks in there as well. Yeah. And do you know what? I, I looked at the kit and went, well, yeah, PE and resin. I, I would say that's quite unusual. And then looking at the quality of the, the actual molds themselves, 
they look pretty cool. I got to be honest. So uh, yeah, so myself and Luke, we had a punt uh, um, bought one to see what they're like. We discovered that they weren't Russian. <laughs> they're not made in Russia. Ukrainian. I think they were Czech. Yeah, Czech. See where they're from. Yes, Czech Republic. I bought them specifically because I wanted to know a little bit more about this manufacturer. So I thought for a bit of research, it would be ideal to, to buy one of the kits and see what they're like. Myself and Luke have decided that we'll end up, I think, uh, unless unless he gets too excited and does his earlier, we're going to do a little group build or buddy build between us be cool. of the said model and try and do something with it. I, I don't quite know what that entails, to be honest. It'll either be... YouTube, maybe a face, uh, Facebook Live or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll all glide something. Malcolm. Yeah. What did you buy? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> well, similar to what happened with you, uh, I also got chatting with a friend. They also uh, pointed out a kit to me that they'd seen on a stand. And he said, oh, did you see the jet bikes over on the Alan 13 stand i said no i didn't but you know how much i like a jet bike uh, it's something about jet bikes james it's not a fetish you know it's not it doesn't go deep <laughs> 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 i just like the look of jet bike. i like the idea of a jet bike i think it'd be really really cool to drive one and fly one and um you know race about on one uh, i remember drawing those jet bikes when i was a kid at school just for fun and so the, there was this jet bike on the land 13 stand that had been designed by the guy who owns an N13. And he usually does military subjects. Mm. Lots of you know, pilots, World War One. lots of military stuff. You know, military is the thing. So the, to see a fantasy figure on his stand was quite uh, refreshing, quite different. So I asked him about it. I said, I said so Robert, what's this all about? What's this uh, What's this lady sat on this jet ski, jet bike? And he said that he had an idea of making a biker gang, uh-huh. but on jet bikes. And they'll all be female. And he's going to make a different one for each different type of bike. And um, it'll be like a series. He's only made one so far, uh, probably just to see how well they sold. Oh, man, they're absolutely beautiful. I've taken photographs now. I will certainly put it up on the Facebook so everyone can see. It's not a cheap kit, but you know, crikey, you get what you pay for. The detail in this in this uh, is amazing. The design is beautiful. It's given me loads of ideas of making a diorama out of this jet bike and this lady sat on top. Uh, there's tons of potential for extra bits and pieces and scratch building and perhaps some sort of diorama or building that they're in. Or maybe even like a, a race dire, you know, taking a corner at some speed or something. Mm. You know, lots of lots of ideas going through my head at the moment. Uh, 120 full scale. Yeah, beautiful. I can't wait to make it. That's the only kit that I purchased, would you believe? It was a, it was a cracking purchase, i got to be honest. Oh, it's brilliant. But yeah, that's another thing that I've got to build. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be honest. I, I I did see it myself. I was very very tempted. It, it, it looked like a really nice kit, and yeah, the way he had built it and um, etc. It it did exactly what it was meant to do. It, it sold the product, didn't it? It look, looked lovely. It kind of reminds me of the Akira bikes. You've watched the film Akira, so it's a um, old anime mm. film now. Like it came out in the eighties, I think. Um, and they had these big red bikes, and they looked like that. They're big, long things. It was something from my childhood, thinking, oh, I really want to drive one of those. It's really cool. <laughs> so now I've got that, and I can imagine myself driving around, picking up chicks on the jet bike. 
Uh, did you buy any tools or any paint, any glues? No, no, that's all I got. I got some um, magazines from the new magazines coming out from Phoenix Publishing, Phoenix Scale Publications. Oh, yeah. I got a couple of their magazines, uh, a couple of magazines from FX Model World, lots of invites to other shows from other places, other stands. The other thing I took away is this was great vibe, great excitement for the hobby. And I can't wait till next year. And I can't wait to start going back to shows again. Mm. And I can't wait to start building something again. I haven't built anything for ages. I need to get on with that. Maybe that's what we'll do at Christmas. Oh, good segue. Good segue. Definitely. So we plan to have a couple of specials between now and the end of the year, but we won't be doing regular until next year. The season two, uh, which you may have seen on a t-shirt, it will be starting next year. Yeah, season two starts in 2022. Did you want to talk about the t-shirts? Well, yeah, we certainly can. Okay. As you will be aware, uh, I did a couple of live streams from Telford and I took a picture of myself outside the centre itself. I've had... uh, a few inquiries about T-shirts, would you believe? It wasn't our plan to go down the merchandise sort of route. However, if you want to register your interest in a T-shirt, then please let me know. And then depending on what the response is, will depend on what we do next. Mm, yeah. So we, we may be able to provide that for you if that's what you want. We want to make sure we're not running down the road for, for any reason. Yeah, we don't want to produce 50 T-shirts to find those can sit in our garage. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be wearing Just Making Conversation T-shirts for the rest of my life. Either that or I'll be polishing my car with them. But yes, I'd like, like I wash my car. That is a strange thing to say. Polishing your car? Do you remember that? You polish cars? I do, yeah. Yeah, you use an old cotton T-shirt to buff your car. I'm not rich enough to have an old cotton T-shirt. The last vehicle in which I buffed with a T-shirt was my old chopper bike, that is, from Raleigh. It was when I was about oh, eight or nine, because I had nice shiny wheels at the time. I haven't done it since. There's a joke in there somewhere. There is, but we're going to move past and be adult about it. We're going to just leave the chopper out of the conversation. There's no need. That's not like us. No. <laughs> Usually no. we explore that. <laughs> I know that there's people out there tittering away to themselves as we jolly talk on. But yes, please let me know if you're interested and maybe sort something for the new year. Fab. And that means that we've only got one last thing we need to do. It's that time. Moose Roo Cup. The Moose Roo Cup. Let's talk about the Moose Roo Cup. Boom. So what progress have we made? What progress is there? Please, please, please let there be some progress. Well, I'm glad to report there has been some progress. Oh, I have actually uh, made some parts. I have primed them. I've painted them. And I am getting very close to the point where I will be stripping it all off and starting again. What? No. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. I am. What? So, so hang on. So you've done stuff without anyone seeing it. Did you take photographs? Did you go live? Did you? I got pictures of it. Broken the model down into three sections, if you like. And what I wanted to do is get a section at a certain point and another section at a certain point going upwards, if you know what I mean. So I could then show everybody, well, this is what I've done. Okay. Unfortunately, what happened was, one of the great things I love about Telford is it inspires you. Unfortunately, it's inspired me to go in a completely different direction with my... Okay. Did it Did it um, inspire you to go in a complete direction to actually finish the kit before March? uh well there is a good possibility i might finish by the end of the year 
stop doing other stuff. Stop doing other things. <laughs> yes, we, they, they are they are planned. I think after this podcast has dropped out uh, for the the <laughs> dropped out. <laughs> what like a poo? <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean once it has dropped, not dropped out. I can just imagine the cow lifting its tail and our podcast falls out and splats on the field. What I mean is, is out in podcast land world. <laughs> oh my God, really? <laughs> anyway, one of us has got to be adult. <sighs> Someone's going to make a meme of that. You know that. There's going to be a cartoon of me and you popping out of it. Yeah, anyway, let's move on. We're recording this just literally after Telford, uh, the show. So we're recording on the 15th of November. So this will pop out at some point in the the coming weeks. Um, I am planning to get some stuff done over the the December period. Okay, good. Well, I, I pray to the podcast gods that that happens and we get to see you building some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I too plan to do some Shelf of Doom stuff. That's my plan. Ooh. Yeah, I am going to complete the Corsair. Ooh. I'm going to complete, right? You're not having it. I'm going to complete it. Um, is the Battlestar Viper. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to complete that? Unless you wanted it. No, 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 no. You just said I'm not having it. You're going to complete it. That's all. That's cool. How it's going to be completed, I don't know. It might be completely in the bin, but we'll see. I want to have a go. I kind of ruined it when I brush painted it. It was a mistake. (laughs) And I also got a a resin orc that I got some time ago, and I need to finish him off. Uh, He's very cool, actually. He's he's trying to um, grab a lizard thing on a branch. So I'm looking forward to finishing that off, or at least making a start on it, eh? Mm. But yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to get all those kits that I've opened and get them done. And then one day I might start on this jet bike as well. Thank you very much, James, and uh, thank you very much to everyone else at Podcast Land. Uh, we'll be back for our Christmas special, which will be the 10 days of Christmas, and we'll be talking about the gifts that we would give each other under the tree. Indeed. Don't forget, you've got your chance to send us what you would think would be a good gift to give somebody, or maybe what you're hoping for under the tree, so don't miss out. Yeah, it has to be model-related. Of course, yeah. It can't just be lingerie, like... Socks. <laughs> so we do need, indeed, to feed our habit in some way, and the world of model shows is one of the best ways, with a plethora of so many ways to spend your hard-earned cash. Those must-have items that you never knew you needed, or kits that you have always dreamed of doing, but the show always inspires you, seeing new techniques or builds that you never thought of doing. You've been listening to Just Making Conversation with James Skiffins and Malcolm Childs. Follow us on Facebook, where we post photos, updates and other nonsense. Let us know what you are just making and what your thoughts are on the conversation on this episode. We have to thank our supporters who we dearly appreciate. Please support us on buymeacoffee.com. Next time, we will just make a conversation about 12 days till Christmas. Goodbye. Goodbye. Take care.
Imagine that. Like, put your hand in a bowl to pull out the key, and it's fucking old key on a chain. Oh, fuck. I had high hopes for tonight. 